This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Tuesday's episode. Today I am speaking with someone you all probably know, especially if you live in Toronto or Canada, and her name is Roxy Earl. Roxy is most well-known for being a star of the reality TV series, The Real Housewives of Toronto. I wish they would bring that show back because it was so good and it was nice to have a Real Housewives franchise that was so close to home. Roxy now runs a lifestyle brand that she founded called Luxurious Roxy. She has partnered with huge fashion brands like Le Chateau, Joe Fresh, and NYX, and she is the creator of the wildly popular hashtag MySizeRocks. So not only does she do a ton for women with regard to body inclusivity in the fashion space, she has also created the Anna app, which is designed to increase positivity and confidence in harmony with your hormonal and cycle health. And you guys know this is something that's been on my radar recently, so it was really fun to get to chat with her about this app and why she created it. Oh, and did I mention she's a mother to a cutie frickin' patootie named Myron? He just turned one in January and he is so cute. She is also married to a physician in Toronto. So we had that in common and we chat about, you know, what it's like to be married to a physician with a small child while also running a business and being a busy entrepreneur. So you guys are in for a treat. This was a really fun conversation and I'm hoping that Roxy and I can connect in the future because she just seems so fun. So without further ado, please welcome Roxy Earl to The Mom Room. All right, so welcome to The Mom Room. Excited to have you here. The first question I often ask moms that come on the podcast is what their transition into motherhood was like. And I think it's because for me, it was like, a slap in the face. And I was always, I still am, my son is four. I'm always like, just shocked about different things that, you know, come with being a mom. So what was your transition like? Well, that's like such an interesting question for me, because I think this is actually the first time I've ever been introduced as like the leading thing about me being that I'm a mom, which I am. I have a one-year-old. And, but first it's always about like, you're an entrepreneur. We welcome Roxy who's done this or that. No one's ever actually welcomed me as a mom first and foremost. So that's like an interesting take on it. That made me like think for a second. <laughs> I think my transition into motherhood was like, there. it was like baptism by fire. There was no room for thinking. Like I was in the middle of, I got pregnant and my entire pregnancy, I was building one of my companies with my husband called Anna, which is a mental health app that we'd have. And we launched Anna three weeks after my son Myron was born. So there was no, like when you say, what was your transition into motherhood? That almost makes it seem like I had to stop being one thing and start being a mother. And that's just not how it went. It was like motherhood was just a nail, a new layer on top of what I was already doing, which was all the other things that I'm doing, all the other things that make up who I am. Now motherhood was like another layer. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? It totally does. It wasn't like I got to stop and be like, I took no maternity leave. I kept working. I There was like this really funny video where I'm on live television with Myron five weeks after he was born. And I like, basically he, I was like, the idea was he was not, I was doing an interview. He was not going to be on TV, but he was like so fussy and he was just going a little bit wild and it's live television. So I just picked him up and I was just like bouncing him while I'm doing an interview. And then he like spits up on TV. And I was like, (laughs) you know, this is actually what it looks like, ladies. Like people always like glamorize this idea that you can have it all. And I was like, it's really challenging to, I'm an entrepreneur and I run a business and running a business while having a baby is really hard. (laughs) And so I guess, that's, I don't, that's a long-winded answer. I don't think I transitioned into motherhood. I just added it into my sphere of what I was already doing as another beautiful layer of who I am. This is interesting. And nobody has ever given that kind of response before, because for me, I did stop everything because I did take a maternity leave. And that's beautiful. I want to also caveat what I said is what I'm, I don't think I'm some like, 
holier than now entrepreneur because I didn't like some people like kind of looked at me when I was doing that and they're like, good for you. Like, and I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) This isn't like a good for me. I'm doing what I have to do because my business was in a moment where I didn't have the luxury of pressing pause on it. It was about momentum. So I couldn't exactly step back. And that was just like where my business was at and what it demanded of me in that moment. I don't think what I did is necessarily the right, like there's no right way. Yeah. And lots of people don't have a maternity leave though. Yeah. And I think like living in Canada, we don't necessarily like think about that much because it's not as common here, but it's so true. Like if I were to, now that I work for myself, if we ever had a second, it would be the same kind of thing. It would just be like, okay, keep on moving. Yeah. And people said a lot of things to me, like when he was young, like you shouldn't be working, like just take a moment out. These days will pass. And it was like, I almost wanted to say to them, do you think I don't want to spend time with my son? I just got myself into something that's too big to, like it's it's become too big to fail now. <laughs> I can't just step back and just like say to all my employees, oh, okay, I'm just going to be out. Like there wasn't anyone, the business is built around me. So I, me had to show up. <laughs> For me, it was really difficult to be on maternity leave and not have anything else to like focus on, to work on. So like sometimes I think if I didn't take a maternity leave and I was like, you know, I still had projects going on and I was doing my own thing at the same time, maybe it wouldn't have been so difficult for me because, because that's all I knew was like working and doing my own thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, who knows, right? Like we both chose our path for whatever reason. And we were guided to choose that path as we did. Right. And like, I feel so blessed that I am in an opera. I had the opportunity to make those choices. And so those are the choices I made. I don't know if they were the right choices, the wrong choices or just what I did. But I do think I'm the kind of person who derives so much confidence from what I do. And like, it's who I, like, I have a wall behind me dedicated to my accomplishments. Like my career is one of my proudest calling cards for myself. And so I don't know how I would have felt if I had to press pause on those things. I think like, I, I think that it would have really hurt my self-esteem because so much of who I am, I derive from this sense of achievement of what I'm able to create. And that I've created something out of absolutely nothing or that I've like created this whole thing based on an insecurity or or like all of these things I'm just so passionate about and so energized and excited about. And if anything, having Myron made me like want, like made me like more excited, more energized. Now I have someone to show, like I'll one day be able to be like, look what mommy did. Look at my wall. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I don't know. (laughs) He's one year old. Yeah, he turned one a few days ago. Oh my gosh, so cute. He is adorable. And so your husband is a fertility specialist, correct? Yeah, my husband's like a double board certified endocrinologist and fertility specialist, which if you, because you have a physician who says your husband, you get what that means. That's a lot. (laughs) It's a big, there's not very many people in the, I think he's like one of, 90 people in the country who does what he does. Oh, wow. And he's the only, there's only one other person who's double board certified in his field in Canada. So he's really got this huge thing as well. So it's a lot. (laughs) Is he on call a lot? No. No. My husband is one of those. I feel really lucky because people who are married to doctors reach out to me and I was like, bless your heart. But honestly, I, I'm not in the same boat. Like my husband's a specialist and he has really amazing hours. He runs his own practice. So he's able to dictate a bit of what he wants. He works in an amazing environment with lots of other incredible doctors. So there's lots of support if somebody needs somebody. So they're not on call all the time. And he's not in the, he's not in the hospital, right? Oh, okay. So when he's not in the hospital delivering babies, he's, he's doing fertility surgeries. So those are plans and times and it's a bit different. Yeah. I like that. That was going to be my question because my husband's on call a lot. It's really hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. That's really hard. Arnold has done that because he was preparing for his American board exam, he had to have some surgeries that in his 
some specific surgeries. And so in order to do that in Ontario, they made him do like, they said, if you want to operate, you can you do some call? And he's, he thought it would be exciting and fun to like be back in the, in the OR and like, and then he was like, this is so, and I was like, this is so hard on a family. It is. Yes. To just like, you're always anticipating the phone to ring and be like, oh, okay, I got to up and go now. And it's like, you know, the middle of dinner, like we're almost about to do bath time, bedtime. And it's just like, Ugh. yeah, that's really, really hard. I can't, I'm really lucky. We're not in that position. And I can't say that I don't want to at all, like make it seem like we are because we're not. And it's a really challenging thing for a family. Yeah, for sure. Especially like I know some people who both parents are specialists and I'm like, how does that work? Like, And so many doctors marry doctors. Yes. And so it's like this whole, you're right. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, that's really challenging. Cause like I promise, I swear I can have plans in my account. Like I'm having a dinner plan say on Thursday. I start thinking about it. <laughs> Like, I'm really one of those people who, like, I'm really precious in my time. And if I'm, like, thinking about when I have something to do, I was like, oh, my gosh. Okay, on Thursday, you've got to just, you got to be at this thing. So, and I, like, plan it all out in my head. And it's like, I anticipate it. If I had to be on call, I'd be the worst. Oh, no, no, no. I, I wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't, nothing. Same. It's like yeah. me getting, it would be like I was waking up for a, an early flight forever. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my know, God, that's so true. Yes. Flight, you're yeah. Like, okay, is my alarm gonna go off? Am I gonna miss it? <laughs> Gotta get my flight. <laughs> Gotta get to bed early. Better stay awake and just stare at my phone. Yeah, that would yeah. be so my vibe if I was. Yes. So thankfully, I am not a doctor, but he's an amazing one. Oh, I love that. How did you guys meet? We just met through friends, totally randomly, walked into each other's lives one day. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was just completely random. So a lot of people listening, myself included, were probably first exposed to you on The Real Housewives of Toronto. And of course, like, I wanted to ask you about that. And as I was, like, writing down things I wanted to talk to you about, I was like, I wonder if she gets irritated when people ask her about that. Like, because I'm sure you get asked about it all the time. But is that something where you're like, oh, I love that. Like, I love talking about it. Like, it's still exciting to you. Or are you kind of like, I want to move on? Oh, my gosh. I think it's awesome. I had so much fun doing the show. The show was like this amazing launch pad to do all these incredible things from. And I'm just happy that five years later, I have a choice where I have all these other things people can ask me about that I've done in my career since. Or they can ask me about the housewives, which was super fun. Like, I know some people did the show and like, they're still talking about it. And it's the only thing that they have to talk about it all these years later. And I was like, that's a little bit like, yeah. Like, if it's the only thing you've done in five years. (laughs) But for me, it was just like an amazing part of my story. Yeah, I love it. How did it come about? So, so randomly. Like, when they're casting for the TV show, they, it's not like, it's not like they're casting actresses, right? They're trying to find people in a city who meet the profile of having a certain lifestyle, being characters will be amazing on television, being outspoken. They're trying to find a mix of women. And so they ask everything from like personal shoppers at like high-end stores to like the high-end hotels. They're like, who hangs out here? Like they're asked the charity circuit. Like they're trying to find out who's who in the city. And then they reach out to different women across the city that they think. And they kind of like, you know, do a wide net of like trying to meet a lot of people who are like movers and shakers in the city. And then some people are like, I don't even want to take your call. Some people are like, I'm interested. And then they meet with people and see how it all and try and pick out like the best that are going to work and mix with the people who are going to do it. Did everybody know each other? This is what I'm always curious about on Housewives franchises. Like, did you guys already all know each other or was it like you're just going to be put together? No. So three of the women knew each other. I knew one woman. Actually, I knew Joan, but we didn't know her well. And then I knew Kara, who was on the TV show as well. And I didn't know the uh, the rest of the women. I never even heard of them. Okay. And do you guys still keep in touch? I swear I have a Housewives group chat I could show you right now. Oh, <laughs> I love it. It's like still in my phone. I'm like still in touch. Like, honestly, if I go like Housewives, 
look, housewives chat. I won't switch what's on there. <laughs> yeah, that is so cute. I love that. But we're that. not all in it. Oh, drama. So yeah, I keep in touch with most of the ladies on the show. I was so excited to learn about your app. Speaking of things that you have done since Housewives, I am all of a sudden obsessed with my cycle and learning about it and understanding it because like for most people, I think what happens is you get started on the birth control pill like pretty young. Like for me, I started it at 16 And then when you start to try and have kids, you go off of it and all of a sudden you're having your natural cycle and like the hormones, ups and downs and all that stuff. So it is like blowing my mind just seeing the difference in myself throughout my cycle. Isn't that wild? It is unbelievable. But isn't understanding it so empowering? Yes. Yes. That's why we made the app. It's empowering to like, no, you're not like crazy. Like you're not just a lunatic. (laughs) You're just actually having a surge in a certain hormone. And it's like making you, it actually affects how you feel. Or like some days I just be so one thing or another. And I was like, maybe I began to question my own like mental health. Like, do I, you know, these things sound extreme, but I was like, maybe I'm suffering from depression. And I was like, I wasn't at all. I was just having an off day. And when we started tracking it, I was having an off day every single day, the same time, every single day in the cycle, that month, that day in my cycle, maybe it's like the 13th day or something, every 13th day of my cycle, I just felt off. And when you begin to understand that, you realize it's really empowering. It's like, oh, I'm not feeling, I'm not dealing with something. I'm just, there's something happening inside of my body that makes me feel this way. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Lil Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon Plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Those few days where I'm like low mood and irritated, you start to think that that's how you are all the time. But then, you know, a week later, you're like, do do do, like all like happy and up. And so to understand it is really like eye opening. And my naturopath, because I remember I was having sleeping problems and I was like, it's weird. It's only a few days every month that this happens to me. And she's like, pay attention to when that happens. I bet you it's happening before your period starts. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll pay attention. And sure enough, like sleeping problems the week before I get my period. So can you tell us a little bit about the app and when did you get the idea to start something like this? So the Ana app was born out of, I think like my joint love with my husband of helping women. So like my whole business is about helping women feel confident and resilience and like get through things in life. And his whole world is about, you know, helping women from a medical standpoint, feel their best or overcome something that they're going through, be it fertility or a hormone issue or whatnot. And both of us have like a real love of technology and how it solves problems in our lives and makes our lives easier. And so we came together and built Anna as this, like it's both of our minds come together. So you track your cycle and by tracking your cycle, it helps you understand what's going on with you and how you might feel on a certain day of your cycle. And then it gives you mindset practices, which are a huge pillar of how I feel confident and other practices to help you overcome whatever you might be going through. So there's no lost days. Like I was finding, and this is common for a lot of women, there might be five days a month where you're just like, I don't feel like I can work. I don't feel like I can do anything. I just want to lie in bed and maybe eat carbs and like just be low. And like men aren't facing that. And so I think it's like really interesting when we tr- we kind of bring back that power of understanding what's happening with our bodies. And Anna will tell you what you can't anticipate. And it also tracks and understands the patterns of your body and your feelings and how it affects your mind, your food, your weight, your hormones, like how you're feeling. And it gives you a better idea of like how to overcome those things and tackle them so that you can live your best life. And it was really born out of just like a joint love of helping people. And during the pandemic, I was like, I need to find a way to reach people. Everyone was like, how are you so happy and confident all the time? And I was like, I work at it. There's a method to this. Like I practice positivity every day. Like I have all these things that I do. And so the app helps other people do that. I remember a long time ago hearing about, you know, to kind of like tailor your life to live according to your cycle. And, you know, like you can do different physical activity things, like depending on where you are in your cycle mood, like you were saying, some days for like five days out of your cycle, you don't really want to do anything. So like not really scheduling big appointments or meetings during that time. And I remember thinking like, who could live like that? Like we can't live based on our cycle, which is now that I'm in it and I'm understanding it, I can see where that is so beneficial. But it's unfortunate because a lot of people can't You can't just be like, oh, I'm not going to go to work today. No, exactly. You can't lose these days because you don't feel good. So like the app was designed to build resilience of whatever you're going through. So like it's a little bit of a mix of, and right now what's out is the beta version, which in tech world means like the first version. And that was like a great way for us to find what people loved about it and what they were using. And when the next release comes out, it's going to be focused on taking people through the journeys of like what they might be going through. So you'd be able to do a deeper dive into say you're struggling with fertility or say you're struggling with confidence in your body, whatever it is that's holding you back from living your best life. It's going to help you understand physiologically what's happening to you from a medical standpoint. And then it's going to help you take you through like practices and information and resources on how you can like overcome whatever it is that's your challenge that's blocking you from being your best. What I really liked, even last night I opened it up because I just got my period the other day. So I was like, ooh, I can put it in the app. It like went through like mind, 
body and something else, maybe like how I, I don't remember. There was three things that it was like a checklist. Like, how was this for you today? And I was like, that's so interesting because it made me like stop and actually think like, how did I feel today? We're all so busy and we just like rush through our days, not even kind of reflecting on how did I feel today? You know, and what day of my cycle is it? Yeah. And it's just a few minutes a day that it takes to like be tuned into yourself and help yourself like be better, feel better. Like it might just take you through like a morning gratitude. And you use it every morning and do a morning gratitude. I promise you, you're going to feel better after that month. Like you, it changed. Like one thing that I want people to understand, it was very important to me to communicate is that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. You need to exercise it and you need to train it so that it's ready to respond when you need it most. And when we need it most is when we're going through hard times. And that's when, if we've trained our brain to be positive, that's when it kicks in. So things don't feel as stressful or overwhelming. And I've been through a lot. So I was like, let's be real here. I've been through some really challenging, you know, be it grief or divorce or like loss in significant ways, or I've been through a lot. And I wanted people to understand that I'm not just like this. I'm not just happy all the time because I'm born with it. It's because I spend the time and energy investing in my mental health and my mindset and myself. So when you find yourself going through a difficult time or even like during the month, those five days where you're maybe like low energy, are there specific things that you do during those days to kind of get you through? Like what are some key things that you turn to? Anna will tell you, you eat certain foods. You, it's something as simple as sometimes your body just needs more water than it does other days. Like that's so simple. Movement is really, really important and certain types of movement are important. And I lean into practices. So I might meditate more that week or I might make sure that I'm like really diligent about doing my morning gratitudes with my family every morning. We wake up every morning and say three things we're grateful for before our day begins. And like, it sounds sort of like, okay, that's kind of like hokey or whatever, but it works. And like these things really work. So you say it out loud, like... Yeah, to my husband, we both say three things we're grateful for every morning before we do anything. Can you tell me a little bit about your meditation? Because this is something that I want to get into, but I don't even know where to start. Well, start with Anna. There's meditations in the app that are really simple. If you like log and you'll get like a beginner meditation. I think like the whole thing with mindset practices, meditations, gratitudes, positive self-talk, all the practices that are in the app, they're not some like huge thing that you've got to figure out. Like meditating, being mindful, it's like just simply sitting there and taking a moment, closing your eyes and speaking nicely to yourself. Or like prayer, like, and I don't mean you need to pray to some certain religion or some certain God, just praying into the universe. That's gratitude. That's what, that's what, that's what, manifestation is it's putting ideas out there of how you want to feel good and what you want out of your life and like I guess like demystify it all it's not some you don't need to go to India to an ashram to learn how to meditate you can just take a few moments sitting right where you are close your eyes for two minutes and just have some mindful thoughts and breathing and be present it's as easy as that and in the app we have meditations that begin are just three minutes long It doesn't need to be some huge, complicated, time-consuming thing. It's just about being present with your mind. Yeah, I love that. And see, I think a lot of people think about like, oh, I can't meditate. Like you were saying, it's like this big, huge thing now that you have to add into your life. Like, But it's not. It's literally just start small. And if you enjoy it, you will probably naturally just start doing it more and more. I really like say it's just like exercise. Okay, like if you're going to start going to like a CrossFit class across town in the snow every morning where you have to trek five miles uphill in the snow to do it, that sounds like a production that I'm not going to do either. But if you just like while you're watching TV, start doing some squats and like lifting your baby up and like 
moving your body and like picking up some little weights and incorporate like it doesn't have to be some it's just like exercise it doesn't have to be some huge production just like get on with it and do it you can be sitting on the go train and just take a few moments instead of staring at your phone to like close your eyes and think in your own head about some positive thoughts that you would like to overcome or maybe it's letting some like angry thoughts come through your brain that you want to like acknowledge and then pass on and just move forward from like it's it doesn't have to be some huge thing I think that's important people get deterred from starting to be physically active because of that because they make they make it this whole thing yeah how can I fit this into my life which is already too busy you know but yeah just it doesn't nothing has to be a production but but I will tell you this you have to want to prioritize yourself and I think while we're talking to moms like Wow. <laughs> it is really hard to take time to prioritize yourself when you your whole life is prioritizing this being. <laughs> and so if that's where you need to start, incorporate your baby or your child into it. Why can't your child meditate with you? A lot of listeners have young children, as you do. And so I think like you hit the nail on the head with like this idea that it's very difficult for moms, especially with young children, to prioritize themselves and to take the time. So clearly you are somebody that does that. So can you speak a little bit about how you incorporate that into your life, but why it's also beneficial for your child to do that for yourself? Yeah, well, I'll first of all, I'll say that I've built and designed a life for myself, which really is the, exactly how I want it. Like my office is in my home. My I don't like spend a lot of time commuting to things or doing that. My gym is in my home. I'm very, very lucky. I work really hard. One of the luxuries that I allow myself is people around me to help me support the things I want to do well. So that's baseline. You know, let's be, let's be real here. I've got support around me. Now, that being said, I always still find little ways to bring Myron into my world. So I do little, just like something so simple, like I'm in his nursery and I'm putting him down and we do like squats while I'm holding him and while I'm rocking him. He probably likes that. (laughs) Like, it's just like, okay, so exercise is important to me. So I keep moving even while I'm putting him down and he likes it. He comes on Thursday mornings, he does my Pilates class with me with my in, in the gym. I bring him downstairs and I use him as my weight. Like, okay, yeah, I have an easy baby who's cool with it, but I just bring him into my world. But I think like, it's also really, really important that you've got to be your best self. So you show up as your best self as a parent. And for me, that's, I've got to do all the things that I've got to do to make me live my best life. I have a pretty big world. You know, I'm running a big business. I've got a big life. I've got a lot happening. I'm also a parent. And so I have to find a way to make it all work. And the way I find it that I can make it all work is I try not to be everything all the time. There's like moments where I give. Like there's moments where it's like this, I can't give you all that attention right now. So you know what? You're coming to work with mommy or you're not going to go out with friends. Like I'll message my friends and I always kind of feel like I'm the one who maybe has to like bail or say no. And I I have to be honest with myself. It's not that my friends aren't busy, but I have a lot on my plate and I have to be honest with that. And I say to people, I'm trying to do something really big right now. I have two businesses and I'm a parent. I have a lot going on and I'm trying to make them all succeed. And I'm sorry, that just isn't a priority right now. And I'm really clear about saying all of that stuff. Like, I say no a lot. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. 
And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment, and there's also a glossing detangling which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair is too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Is there anything in particular that your husband and you do to keep your marriage a priority? Because I know that can be really difficult as well with young children. I think, again, we're lucky that we're aligned on a very clear goal of wanting to build together. So my husband and I are very passionate about building. We want to build companies. We want to build our families. We want to build our lives. We want to build our careers. We want to build our son. So we're very focused on building. And while some people spend a lot of time going to fancy dinners together, we spend a lot of time in our offices, at our house, in our home office, with our huge whiteboard, ideating how and what we're doing next. Like that's where we spend our spare time together when we're not with our son. It's quality time building our companies. We have another app launching in the fashion space that we've partnered with Joanna Griffiths from NYX. You might know her. She's one of my really, one of our really good friends. We have a fashion app coming with her next and it's incredible. And all of that is built out of this like love that my husband and I have for building and solving problems together. So that's very unlike a lot of couples. We spend our time working together. I feel like I want a whiteboard now with my husband. Oh, you better have a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. He, we, he like rolled it into our bedroom and I was like, no, he's like, <laughs> He's like, because then we can do it while you're laying in bed. Because I love to be like comfy. My office is super cozy and his is like very office And we're really different like that. And I was like, no, the whiteboard can't be in the bedroom. The whiteboard goes out of the bedroom. This is like a gentle, soft space. That is so funny. Like we are very, very aligned in what are like when you're finding a partner. or If you're already married and raising a family with somebody You need to actually have conversations about what you want out of life with that person. Have a mission statement for your family. And like, like treat your family like, well, I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm used to building, like I'm very much in a building company type of framework. But why wouldn't you have a mission statement for your family where your goals are aligned, working towards something together? Like my husband and I have a clear goal of what we want to do together in this world and what we want our family to be known for, and what we want to achieve. And we work towards that and remind each other of that goals. And it's not easy. It's really not easy. Like we put our son to bed, and then we go into our office and start working together, because that's often the only time that we have to work, because he's a doctor during the day, and I'm a fashion designer and a lot of other things during the day. And so when we come together in the evening, that's when we have the chance to work on our apps. And 
it's hard. It's demanding. You're tired. You just want to go to bed and watch a movie and Netflix and chill. We don't do that stuff. And I'm not saying that that's like healthy or not healthy. I'm just saying that's real. That's where we're at. We're in a building phase of our lives. And so find what you and your partner are passionate about together. And when you have a joint passion, my goodness, it's sexy. Yeah. I love how like most people are like, oh, we can't have a TV in the bedroom. And you're like, I can't have a whiteboard. (laughs) We only have one TV in our whole house. Yeah, Um, And that's downstairs in our basement. And I don't think we've ever even watched a movie on it. But we, yes, we have whiteboards. Like, and like I said, I'm not trying to like, I'm not like bragging, like, oh my gosh, we're so productive. It's, it's not that it's the opposite. It's, it's that we are really very focused on what we want to achieve together. And so we are passionate about it and it takes a lot of work. Like it doesn't just come out of nowhere. Like it really takes a lot of work to like run your own business or build the life you want or like create this world that you want or have your child be raised in a way that you feel passionate about or that you're like proud of. Like all of it takes energy and work. And so you actually have to get up and show up. And sometimes that's not pretty. Like sometimes that's 11 o'clock when you're exhausted and your baby didn't sleep all night and you're still being there, still working. Is there anything that you can tell us about this fashion app? That's very exciting. Well, I'll say a little bit. I'm not going to tell you the name or anything, but it's a platform that allows people to have the fun brought back to fashion, to shopping and styling. And it's inclusive, but it brings the fun back. You know, when did fashion become so laborious? Like, it's so exhausting having to find a dress for an outfit and it's upsetting and it never fits. And this is a a platform that we thought was missing, which was an easy, fun way to shop in a way that felt very relevant to how people are consuming right now. I literally, I had to go to a baby shower on Sunday and like, I work from home, like, like I'm in sweats and like, you know. I was almost in tears, like trying to get yeah, dressed. I was you're like, not the only one. <sighs> Hard. And we're really, we're really focused on new moms with our platform because nice. you know it's it's a time where your body's changed. You don't have a lot of time. You still want to feel good about yourself, and you know everything's a little bit different. And so, yeah, I won't say much more about it, but it's an exciting platform. And when did you say it would come out? Sometime in the spring. In the spring. Okay. That's very exciting. Okay. Let's talk about your collabs with Joe Fresh and all the work that you have done in the fashion space with regard to fashion being inclusive, body inclusive. Where did all of this start? And I was reading some of your background. And when you were on the Housewives of Toronto, you were labeled as, I think it was the first like plus size housewife. So what was your experience with receiving that label? And what are your thoughts on that label? Was that a good thing? Was that a bad thing? Like, what were your thoughts in that moment? It's an interesting question because it was just an unexpected thing. I mean, I, at the time when I did the show, was like a curvaceous size 12. I, you know, I obviously was aware that in like these society dinners that I would go to and like the charity circuit and like the housewives, they all look different from me. I mean, I'm a curvy mixed race, like girl who doesn't fit the profile of a lot of women I saw in our city in a certain like group. And I was aware of that. I guess I just wasn't aware how different it was. And so I had no idea until I sat down in an interview one day and someone turned to me and said, how does it feel to be the first plus size housewife? It wasn't until it wasn't until the press junket for the show that it all began to click that a network, publicists, producers had all been building this narrative around me about my body. And it was kind of in that moment where I was like, they don't get to own my story. Like, this is my body. This is my story. I'm not going to be like this pitied, like, it's like everyone's calling you, like, let's, let's get real. What they were saying is, how does it feel to be the fat one? That's what they were saying to me. And you know what? Guess what? That's not what you want, like, national television press to be about you. You want to be like, how does it feel to be the fabulous one? Yeah. <laughs> right? Not how does it feel to be the big girl? 
And it was like a really jarring moment for me where I had to like come to terms in a split second on live television with this version of what someone was trying to make up of me. And so I just decided to like own it. And I responded, I'm not plus size, I'm my size and my size rocks. And a movement was born. So that's where it came from. And it took a moment to step into that power. Like I had to like, I had, I knew that I needed it to declare that I was going to own this, but it took a moment to like get comfortable in that like notion of being the big one. And every single, like, if you look at this wall behind me, I can't tell you how many of these articles, like Forbes, InStyle, Glamour, all of these headlines, every single headline about me since that day is about my body. It's never not about my body. Like it's the, there's always in the headline, Roxy Earl, size inclusive, Roxy Earl, body positivity, Roxy Earl, plus size. Like it doesn't matter what I'm doing or what I've accomplished. My body is my storyline. And so I leaned into it and I decided, you know what? I am sick of everyone talking about my body. Like it's so revolutionary. I'm just a bigger girl than they, like I did. Why is it so different? And I just leaned into it. I owned it. And I decided to be very open and honest with people about how it was hard for me too. I also have confidence issues when it came to my body at the time. I was also struggling to be this prototype of a woman that someone wanted me to be. I was also unable to fit into clothes every time I had to go to a baby shower or a wedding or anything. And so I decided to be very open and honest with it. And I knew I needed to make clothes because I just didn't have any to wear. And so that's where these collabs were born. And so how did that come about? Did they approach you to create a line? No, I reached out to like the top Canadian like retail CEOs at the time. And I was like, hey, I've just done this TV show. My name's Roxy. You might have seen it. I've been dubbed this. And I think there is a whole gap in the market missing. And I want to design clothes for women of all sizes. And some people took my call and some people never returned my call. But one person who called me back was the executive at Le Chateau. And at the time, they were open to hearing my story. And I started designing collections for Le Chateau. They were Canadian made and a local brand that was had a lot of retail reach. And it was a huge success. <laughs> And I did a lot of collections with Le Chateau and a lot of people watched and a lot of people like thought like that wasn't a cool brand. And I like made the brand relevant again. And for that moment in time, I was the first person to put extra small to three X in one store in the mall. And that was important to me. Like how many brands was I going to be able to work with who were in the mall, who I could do yeah, what I wanted to do in the mall. the mall. Like it was important. It was in the mall because you go to the mall and if you're plus size, it's like in the bottom basement. Yeah. Or it's, you have to order online. Mm -hmm. And so I did that and people took notice when my relationship with Le Chateau winded down, Joe Fresh reached out to me and they were like, let's chat. And I had the sales and the business case to back it up. We started small with Joe Fresh. They took a leap of faith. They're like, how about you design a swimsuit for us? One swimsuit is where it started. And now I've got all these collections later and I've got full-blown products, like huge product lines with them now. It's amazing. I love that. So what is the process? Like, do, are you actually choosing fabrics? Like, Oh my gosh, I do everything. Like, look at my desk right now. There's like all these fabric samples. Oh. Like I design truly my collections from beginning to end. And they have an incredible design team who helped me and helped me bring my ideas to life. They're amazing partners. Would you ever or have you ever put out your own line of clothing? Like, is that something you think about? I've thought about it, obviously, but I really like working with Joe Fresh. I have an amazing, I have an amazing reach. I'm able to reach a lot of people at a price point that I love. It's a wonderful collaboration. They support me. I support them. And I'm able to do something I really love that's successful. And so... It's so true. It's the reach. It's the reach. I mean, everyone goes to a lot laws and buys groceries and then they turn around and there's a poster of me and a swimsuit I designed or a dress I designed or whatever it is that I created. And I'm able to reach a lot of people. And like, first and foremost, this is about filling 
a need, which is truthfully, you it's, if you're a certain size, you cannot buy clothes. Mm-hmm. What is the size range of your collab with Joe Fresh? Extra small to 3X. Oh, nice. I love that. And we have a really generous 3X as well. So for a lot of brands, that would fit like a 4X. So yeah, it's a big range. So before we end, is there anything other than the fashion app that we can look forward to? Is there anything else that you are working on or that you have coming up that you could tell us about? What am I doing next? I have, I just last week shot my last, my like latest collection for Joe Fresh, which will come out in April. And that's a spring summer collection. That's super exciting. And no, my focus is on the next version of Anna as well as my fashion app. I do a lot of speaking and stuff like that. I work with a lot of organizations and that's pretty cool. But my focus is I'm pretty all in on tech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, tech is where it's at. You got to choose to spend your time like certain, you can't do everything. So you've got to like choose your time wisely. All right. So to end, can you tell people where they can find you online? And also what do they look for to get the Anna app? I'm sure lots of people are going to be downloading now. <laughs> yeah. It's A-N-A, like the Anna app in the app store. And it's also on Android. So you can search in the Google store or in the Apple store, like the app store. I'm at Luxurious Roxy on all platforms. You can find me there. And the Ana app's on Instagram as well, the Ana app, A-N-A. And yeah, that's how you can find me. Awesome. Are you on TikTok? Yes. Just oh, not okay, very nice. well. Okay. I'm, I'm going to follow you on TikTok. Oh my God. I, I don't consume a lot. a lot of TikTok anymore. So I never follow people on TikTok. I'm mostly on Instagram, but... TikTok is fun. <laughs> it's so fun. But then I post like, I'll like go on like, I go in waves. I'm like, okay, I'm posting a lot on TikTok this month. And then I like, whoa, for like a month. And then I like, I'm not consistent with it. I just have this amazing community on Instagram, but I'm trying to focus on making sure I reach as many people as I can who I can help. So I'll try. <laughs> the thing about TikTok is like you said, it doesn't feel like a community. It's not the same sense of community. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, well, this was a lovely conversation. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It sounds like you're doing awesome things. So thank you for the support. It was nice to meet you. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. <laughs> well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship yeah, topics. like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us come out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. Ha, ha, ha.